How's everyone doing? Tell me when I'm all, tell me when all clear. Uh, the signal's good. Let me get my chair right. There we go. How's everything looking? Are we are we smooth? We're good. We're good. Yeah, what's going on, John? Golly Sue, we got Amanda in here. Need some good news? Um, well, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you mean by good. Uh, Jesus is coming back soon because things are getting really bad, but um, that's good to me. The truth is good. Jesus is good. Yeah, so um, so I had something interesting I wanted to share because I, 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 I basically retweeted a video um, I think his name is, um, I should have looked up his name before I came out. I think it was like, uh, something, is it, I don't want to say James Cameron, but, uh, <laughs> something similar to that. Um, the video I, uh, I retweeted, uh, not retweeted. Um, I can't think right now. The video I do edit about, uh, Antipas and CERN. So I want to talk about Apollo, CERN and sacrifice. And I want to talk about it from a biblical perspective because it's pretty wild here that that certain like the location of CERN it might be more significant than I ever realized. Yeah, if you saw this video, my man did some good research because I almost wanted to call him out immediately that when he mentioned that Antipas was killed in Geneva, Switzerland, and I was like, no, I was like, because I knew Pergamum was where Satan's throne was, so I thought. I thought that everything about Antipas was in Pergamum, Turkey. But when I found, when I looked it up, there's an account that Antipas was sacrificed in Geneva, Switzerland. And I was just like, wow. So let's, let's go back. Let's, let's start at the beginnings for, cause a lot of people probably don't know the things we're, we're going to talk about. And I want to make sure that every, everybody's clear about, let's just start from, let's just start from CERN. Let's talk about CERN for a second. So if you're not familiar with CERN, CERN is a giant particle collider, and it's a very sciencey thing to say that they're probably, they're smashing um, like, like different atoms and stuff together, and, they're, and they're, trying to, they're trying to boil down the building blocks of what makes things. You know, they're trying to um, subatomic particles or something like that, something very sciencey. Well, there's a lot of people believe that what they're doing at CERN might not be only science. They have a statue to Shiva or Kali out front. They say it's Sh uh, Shiva, but a lot of people believe it's um, it's Kali, which is a Hindu god that means uh, it's the destroyer. And so a lot of us question what's going on at CERN, rightfully so. Even, even secular uh, scientists, scientists like Stephen Hawking, actually was sounding the warning signs at CERN that they said he, they could uh, open up a black hole or a wormhole or something like that. And basically the whole world could get um, enveloped into it. So there's a lot of people believe that something weird happening at CERN. Now, what we, what we were wondering is, are they trying to open portals? Because there's, there's, there's definitely been talks where they're talking about trying to communicate with other things, different dimensions, weird stuff. So a lot of us know we talked about CERN being, being turned back on in July 5th. We haven't had a lot of news about CERN since then. Now, now a lot of us uh, people who look for biblical prophecy, all you know, 
all the things, all the things we're supposed to be looking for. We've made certain connections where once you start to know who these guys, gods are, you know, a destroyer is mentioned in the Bible. And so the destroyer is Apollyon. He's, he's the king of the bottomless pit. Abaddon in Hebrew. So we have Abaddon, Apollyon, Shiva, destroyer. Is there a connection there? Quite possibly. Quite possibly there is. And so what we know about the, the site of CERN, well, there's a temple to Apollo. The Greek god, the Roman god Apollo is in Geneva, Switzerland. They have a, they have a temple there. I think that I think the site for CERN, it's like a was it 25 mile radius of a of this particle collider? I don't know how it all works. Let's be honest. Who who knows who knows what's going on at CERN? Yeah. Somebody mentions the logo. So the logo for CERN is like three sixes. Yeah, it's three sixes, like in a spiral shape. So there you got we got that right there. And um, but what is happening at CERN? We don't really know. It's obviously some kind of form of science. Mrs. They look like they do ritual things. There, there was a um, a mock ritual or a real ritual, like sacrifice there done once. And the people at CERN said, I don't know anything about it. We didn't condone that. It was just some kids playing a joke. Um, well, it didn't look like a joke. It looked like somebody was either really killing somebody or pretending to kill somebody. So what a lot of people believe at going on at CERN is they're opening a portal. You know, are they really opening a portal? Are they trying to open up di different dimensions? Are they doing all those things? Um, I don't know. I, like I said, we don't know. And this is why a lot of times I don't talk about CERN so much because for one, it's, it's very speculative, um, of what they're doing down there. You know, somebody could say they're doing something. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, my, my page and, and the way I, I do research on stuff, I like to look backwards into kind of like, maybe that'll give me a window into what's going to happen. So now we're going to look, now we're going to go into the way back machine. We're going to use the one thing we the one thing we do know is true, and we're going to know God's word is true. And so this is this is some, this is some wild stuff when you find out there is some connections. So I have a lot of my biblical research and even my um, my research into uh, you know basically the occult in in our in our society, the secret societies, all the things. My research has really kind of delved into Revelation nine. So Revelation 9, let's, let's, I'll read a little bit of that for just to start. And it says, And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fall from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. So the bottomless pit. So I believe the angel who's given the key is literally the dragon. It's, the, it's, it's Satan himself. It's the serpent from the garden. It's cast out of the heaven by, by the archangel Michael. It's thrown to earth, and then he's given a key to the bottomless pit. And so then we'll skip down to verse 11. And so now we got 9-11. 9-11, you guys know? We could get into the 9-11 stuff here in a, later if we want. But it says, they have a king over, over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in the Greek, he is called Apollyon. So Apollyon. So, I have, I, so I've long contended that this Apollyon is the Greek god, the Roman god, Apollo, he clearly is. I've heard a lot of people say that he's not. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're so wrong. And I'm going to tell you why they're wrong. For one, Revelation 9.3 talks about the king is the king over these locusts. Well, Apollo was the god of plagues in the Bible. 
well, not in the Bible. And he was the God of plagues at the time the apostles wrote the Bible. You got to remember, too, that the John is writing the book of Revelation during the time of Rome. You don't think that John, the apostle John knows when he says that Abaddon is, in call, is Greek called Apollyon? You don't think he's making a reference to Apollo? Come on. Come on. Obviously, he is. We have actually I did some research. And so. So, yeah, Apollo actually had a cult in Rome that was his literally his like the, the symbol for the, the cult was a locust. So he's saying he's the king over the over these locusts. He's the king of plagues. That is Apollo. That's the, that's your pretty boy, Apollo, the one who looks like a woman in, in a lot of statues, maybe even our Statue of Liberty. He is Apollo, the god of light, the god of the sun, the god of poetry, the god of prophecy, the god of medicine, yeah, and plagues. So he's the god of plagues. So that is that Apollo. We also at the time of uh, the apostles, you had, was it Caligula, Nero, and Domitian. They all claim to be either related to Apollo or Apollo reborn. So he's saying, when John's writing this, he's calling them Satan. Talk about, see, when you start to understand like the bloodlines, you start to believe that like, I believe now at this point, Apollo is Nimrod. Nimrod is your, is your, is your sun God. He's, he's, he's Apollo. He's Osiris. He's Tammuz. He's all those, he's all those false gods. But when, but in the, in the Roman, to the Romans and the Greeks, he was called Apollo. And so I believe that is what he's talking about for sure. And that's your spirit of Antichrist. So you have your spirit of Antichrist through these Roman emperors saying, I'm God. Basically, I'm saying I'm a God. Yeah, Gilgamesh as well. Yeah, Sargon of Akkad. There's all, all, remember, Satan has many names. He's got many names. So here, and then see, here's where we, here's where it gets a little crazy because I've, I've thought I've learned a lot about this stuff, but my, my boy, like, I got to give him credit, man. I got to give him credit, but I forget his name. So if you guys remember his name, like, Maybe you guys shoot it in the chat so I can I can remember it. I did I did friend him on here, and so so again so there is actually a temple to the Greek god Apollo on the site of CERN, right? And so okay, that's interesting, right? And so now here's now here's where it gets real interesting, is when you realize so Jesus is is giving a message to the seven churches at the very beginning of the Book of Revelation, very 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 cool, very important things. Obviously, you got to think. These, this is Jesus's last message. This is actually Jesus' first message to like to Christian specific churches. And so when you get into, he's talking to Pergamum. Okay, so let's let's talk about Pergamum a little bit. And it says, and it says, and to the angel of the church in Pergamum, right? The words of him who has a sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Okay, so Pergamum, Turkey, this is interesting too. And this is where it actually kind of got me off track a little bit. Okay, so in Pergamum, so we have where Satan's throne is. So in Pergamum, Turkey, they used to have this big temple to Zeus. Okay, so we know Zeus is, Zeus is, a, he's a storm god. He's just, you know, lightning, you know, I saw Satan fall like lightning from it. So Zeus, Satan, I believe, I, this is my take. I believe that, that uh, Zeus is, may as well be Satan, the dragon, the, the serpent. That's your that's your sky god. That's 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 uh, Zeus is Satan. And then so he says, says, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, 
my faithful witness who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Okay, so I made, I think I just naturally just assumed where he's writing to Pergamum and he's talking about his faithful witness Antipas. So he was killed. He was killed where Satan dwells. Okay. Now, so what I found interesting was a brother in here was exposing some of this stuff and he actually said, Antipas was was not killed in Pergamum. And I was like, I was ready to say he was wrong until I looked it up. And no, he was not actually killed in Pergamum. Or at least put it this way. There's many, there's there's traditional Christian accounts. It sounds like some of the earliest that he was not actually killed in Pergamum. So I guess two things could be true. Satan's throne could be in Pergamum, Turkey, which I believe it is because it's there's a monument. There was a monument to Zeus there. But also... Satan could dwell other places. And we also realized, you know what? Satan is not one being. Satan means adversary. Satan, remember this. The devil, we don't really know his name. And it's not Lucifer. I don't believe that's Lucifer. First of all, Lucifer is a translation. But there's more than one Satan. Satan is our adversary. So remember that. Obviously, we have a, if, if we have an angel that's giving keys to the bottomless pit, he ain't letting himself out of the pit, is he? He's letting something else out, right? You know, I said just like just like we have a trinity, I believe they got an unholy, unholy trinity. Think of think of serpent, the father, and the son is in the son is in hell. <laughs> the son is in the son is in the bottomless pit right now. And so when he's saying where Satan's throne is, and then he says where Satan dwells. So let's get into what where Satan dwells, where Antipas was killed. And so there's a there's a Christian tradition. That believes that so Nero killed him. The Emperor Nero killed Antipas. And guess where he killed him? He killed him at the temple to Apollo, where the site of CERN is. How about that? And not only that, they'd say he he was likely burned in a brazen bull. And so this is so this is important too. And this and this. And this and this connection is very important if you guys don't make the connection that think golden calf. Okay, think golden calf, bull, golden calf. So you're starting to get into all the, all the things in like in Egyptian stuff. This is me. It's all the same thing. Apollo isn't normally associated with bulls. Then why did they burn? Why did they burn Antipas in a brazen bull? Why did they sacrifice him to a bull god when it's, when it's Apollo's temple? Because Apollo, Nimrod, the golden calf from each, all the thing, all those things, Horus, Osiris, all the things, golden calf, Tammuz, it is, Satan has many names. He was sacrificed to Apollo, to Apollyon. And that's what they call, and that's what they called him in Greek. So if you actually look up the temple in Geneva, Switzerland, it says the temple to Apollyon. So just think about that. These people got a statue to a destroyer named Shiva in Hindu, right? That's that's what the destroyer is called in Hindu, or it's or Kali, a lot of people believe. And then you have a temple to Apollyon. Oh, it just so happens they have a they had a temple to another destroyer in that exact same site where the Bible says that's where Satan dwells. So what are they doing at CERN? So what are they really doing at CERN? That is some weird, weird stuff. Like I said, at, at some point you might say that I'll, I'll, I'll grant you this, that 
some of these historical accounts could be wrong. Antipas could have been killed in Pergamum because the Bible doesn't spe specifically say he didn't. You know, I said, obviously, it was I don't think anyone was wrong to think that he did because they, they literally said that, you know, Satan's throne is where where Pergamum is. But then it says Sweet, Satan dwells. So. It could be wrong, but guess what? People believe a lot of people believe that he was sacrificed in Geneva, Switzerland, which I think is wild because normally when you're thinking about, you know, biblical times, the times of the apostles, you ain't thinking about Switzerland, are you? You know, that is some interesting stuff. And so, you know, I, I've mentioned this many times before is that like, you know what? You don't have to believe all the stuff. You don't have to believe what the stuff they're doing in, you know, at CERN. You don't have to believe a lot of this stuff. But I want you, the important thing is to know is the people who are doing these things, I can show you that they believe it. They believe it. And yeah, and somebody mentioned, and we should talk about this. So the Gothard Tunnel, a lot of people talk about the opening ceremony to the Gothard Tunnel. And they did some ritualistic stuff. They showed like your, you know, they had like a goat, you know, goat demon, goat god, whatever. They did all kinds of just weird stuff with like, eyeballs all seeing eyes they had things that look like um spirits or ghosts they had like people walking around like zombies what is this what, what's going on you know so this is this is like near the site of cern and it's just so it just so happens these things kind of just opened around the same time what is happening you know i i, I would say this that if you don't believe the things we're talking about explain some of them explain explain why why their science puts a puts a statue to kali out there or uh shiva <laughs> you know like this why why this place like why would they pick this place yeah there's moloch there's Baal. that's what i'm saying They're, these these are all the same things you know when you actually realize that Baal means lord you know to these people and so like you have again so you have your you have your unholy trinity where you have dagon you have Baal. And then you have like at Astra, uh, Astra, you know, all these same things. You have your um, your queen of heaven, you know, so all all these all these satanic religions, you have a you have an unholy trinity. You have a father, you have a son and you have a divine female there. You know, the names, the names change the the son, the the sister, the mom, the, the wife, they all morph into one. They're all the same thing. They're all versions of Satan. They're all principalities, powers, and they're all evil. And you know they're evil because guess what? They burn Christians in a bull to one. You know, so this is this is what it comes down to. It's like this is this is what you need to know is the fact that when you know that they burn, like, okay, so we're many people would say this was a Christian nation, right? They would say that anyways. You know, they would say, oh, this is a, this was founded as a Christian nation. Then why do we have monuments to Satan here? Because that's clearly what Apollo is. He's not, he's not good. He's, he's not the god of poetry. He's not the god of light. He is the, he's the king of the bottomless pit. He's the destroyer. He's in hell. You know, straight up. He's in hell right now. He's in, he's in the lowest part of Hades. And he's going to be there until the serpent, the dragon, lets him out. He's not good. He's not good. So like I said, why would why would anyone have a God, picture of a God, you know, the destroyer in front of their science building when they're doing science? You know what? I go back to the Thor quote, which is very apt because Thor is Thor is Apollo. Thor is, 
he's he's all the they're all the same thing you know think think thor he gets cast out of asgard by his father because he wasn't worthy he felt like he felt like lightning from heaven and so he comes down to earth meets with a woman jane foster and he says your ancestors called it magic you call it science i come from a place where they're one in the same they're one in the same you find out these these secret societies they're their math, their their whatever, their science all leads to the same things. These occultists believe. Why do all these people who believe in magic believe in all these numbers? So you got numbers here, numbers here. They're both trying to open portals. Portals to where? Portals to what? And that is the real question. That is the real question is what are they doing down there? I mean, do they have the power to uh, to do any of these things? Now, that, I think that's important to, to establish that. They're not going to be able to open the, the bottomless pit. They're not going to be able to do this unless God allows it. You know, so God is sovereign. These things will happen. You know, they're not going to jump the line. They're not going to be able to do these things without God's, God's approval. So that's the main thing. And, but I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. To me, that was a, that's a pretty big connection um, that... You know, I've, I've kind of gone like a little uh, tired of CERN because, like I said, there's not there's I haven't heard anything new over there. But that's a pretty big deal to be able to link. For one, like I said, you link Apollo. Who, you know, th- that's a very clear link now where you say, I, if, if you didn't believe me before about Apollo and Apollyon being the same being, the, the being in the bottomless pit being the same one they believed was the God of light, the God of the sun the God of poetry and all these things and the King that's in the bottomless pit. Well, just, just think about this. So Antipas. So obviously John was familiar with Antipas. Um, Some, in some accounts, they believe that the apostle John is the one who made Antipas the uh, like a Bishop, or of course, like, I don't believe he's a Bishop, but he, he likely made him something, some kind of important position, maybe put him as a high position in, in the church, in one of the churches. Well, so John would be familiar with the fact that they burned his brother in a brazen bowl to a temple to Apollyon. And so when he calls him, the, when he calls him Satan, when he calls him the king of hell, you know who he's talking about. It's not, it's not any different. They're like they, to, me, to me, that's a very clear line now. And actually, it's interesting. And I, I, I should have looked this up. If you guys get a chance you should do this well there's many accounts that john was they tried to burn john alive you know so all the apostles were martyred except for the apostle john now he was now he was sent to uh patmos where he wrote the book of revelation so he was he was uh exiled but i they said yeah so the legend was that they tried to boil boil john alive so think about that so if they tried to boil so if they if they boiled or they burned Antipas in a brazen bull. Did they try to sacrifice the apostle John to Apollo? That's pretty interesting too. So then you really understand, like when he's saying this God is Satan, he's not messing around. They're not like this is he knows who's going to read this. He knows what language they speak. He knows where he's at. He was sentenced by a you know a Roman emperor who claimed to be Apollo to the island of Patmos. These guys, like I said, 
you know, there's Zeus is mentioned in uh, the book of Acts. Hermes is mentioned in the book of Acts. Artemis is mentioned in the book of Acts. We all know that they're, uh, they're false gods. And no, this is not pre-recorded. This is live. But yeah, so this is um, some interesting stuff to realize that this is, this is the times those people were living in. And then you realize a lot of people believe, and I'm, and I'm starting to come to this conclusion, the Roman, emperor, the Roman Empire never really fell. It kind of morphed into uh, something else because their gods are still around. Like I said, go into, go into, your, uh, go into the Capitol building. Go look up at the rotunda, you know, go look up at that. Go look at the ceiling where you see the apotheosis of George Washington, which means becoming a God. When George Washington was becoming God, he didn't become a God. He's probably somewhere near uh, the, the king of the bottomless pit at this point. Uh, no. So, yes, you have all these Greek gods on the ceilings. You have what you have. You have like Neptune. You have um, what is it? A Vulcan. You have uh, Minerva. I always say that wrong word wrong. I should I should say it wrong on purpose because it's a false god. Minerva, uh, Minerva. You had um, who knows? Like who cares? Who cares? They're they're there's all they're false gods, but they got them decorated all over the ceiling, where you know, where we believe in separation of church and state. So if we have like pictures of Satan on our on our ceilings in, uh, and then you wonder why, you think these good Congress people go to Washington and all of a sudden, they're corrupt um yeah it's there's the place is obviously full of idols full of false gods you know again we have you know the, the place is built up like it's it's like the roman empire right you have I mean, just look at all the buildings i mean part of me likes the way they look but you know what now when you know what they're for when you realize yeah the, the washington monument is obelisk you know what is that what's that about when you realize all this stuff it the ritual, all the things, all the things are in play. It's, it's really wild, but yeah. Yeah. So at this point, right. It's the crazy part is that we're, a lot of us are seeing it for, you know, with the first time with like our eyes finally work, but this stuff has never been that hidden. It's never been secret, you know, cause I mentioned it again. I, I mentioned on my last live and I'll mention it again that man, so manly P hall, Manly P. Hall mentioned about like kind of the Freemasonry stuff. And he's talking about like the symbols, what their symbols are. And what they really start talking about is that you have, you have a, you have a, a societies, you have a secret society, secret clubs, you know, the secret club, the big club we're not in is these things have gone all the way back to, to Babylon. They go all the way back to ancient Egypt, all the way back to ancient Greece. They have all these, these, these connections. And so you realize these clubs go, you know, tr you know, surpass, you know, they they go over all of time. They go over all through all these countries, different languages. And so now you now it makes sense, right? Why there's language is the symbols, you know. So if I stick my hand in my thing like this, somebody knows what that means, right? They know who I serve if I do that, you know. If I do this, they know who I serve, you know. When I put when I put my my sacred pillars here. When I put my arch here, you know who I serve. Well, go look on your social security card. You got your sacred pillars on there. You know, you know who you know who they serve in this place. You know, that's what this is about. And so now, when you start to see their language, when you start to understand their language, you realize they've been telling you these things your whole life. They've been telling you where you live. You didn't know, like we didn't know, but now we start. Now we're starting to see. 
And again, so we go back to Revelation 9-11. And of course, I like to talk about this because I think this is important. I think this is where a lot of this comes from. I talk about Revelation 9-11. We got two holes in the ground. We got a bottomless pit in Revelation 9-11. We have a king of the bottomless pit. We know it's their king. The, the king of the bottomless pit is the Antichrist. You know, that is your real spirit of Antichrist. Apollo, Nimrod. He's going to come out one day and he's going to possess a real man. So a real man's going to have the real spirit of the Antichrist in him. And now you see you had two pillars that get busted down. You got two holes in the ground. And now you got this one gigantic monument to, you know, Satan. And one year after those buildings came down, you had these people marching around in a circle and it turned into an eyeball. That was that that might as well have been like a big middle finger to us. It's like we're doing this right in your face. You know, we're changing this place right in front of you. There's not anything you guys can do about it. And that's what they did. That's what they did. And you know what? And people still say that we're conspiracy theorists. It's like, yeah, you're dead on right. I'm a conspiracy theorist. But it's like I got one, I got one conspiracy that I'm seeing everywhere. It's the same, it's, it's the same conspiracy since Psalm 2. When it talks about the people's plotting in vain, they've been plotting against God and us forever since, since the beginning, since, since the garden. And here we are, you know, but the good news in Psalm two is the Lord sits in heavens and laughs because Jesus is coming back. But there you go. I mean, I said, it's, it's all laid out there right now. Cause like I said, once you start to see these gods, the same gods are the same gods. They're all over the world. They're always been the same false gods. And you know what? They're going to get their come up soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's to me, that was a pretty, I, I was impressed. I got to, I got to do some, a little more connections about that because you need to know people need to know that. Yeah. Jesus wins in the end and therefore we win through him. So that's why we don't lose heart. That's the good news of all this sto story, but, but man, it's, the, the word of God proves true always. God is good all the time. And, this is, and his word is true. And that's the cool, that's, that's the, you know, that's, that's, that's the amazing part about God's word. You can find interesting things like that. It's the fact that when you start to make the connections between Antipas and CERN, what? Yeah, Apollo and CERN, that is, it's, it's sort of insane, but this stuff is real. This stuff is all real. This stuff is all happening. And, and the people will say, oh, you just believe in a book. And it's like, well, how does it keep coming true? Because it's, it's the word of God. All scripture is God breathes. And so that's, I said, it, it's pretty amazing when you see that stuff. And it's like, wow, like, so who, who would have figured? Geneva, Switzerland. Do you think that the Bible would be referenced in Geneva, Switzerland? Wow. That, that's some mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, that is, yeah. That is some mind blowing stuff, but yeah, guys, that to me, I had to, I had to talk about that. <laughs> what about Apollo and CERN? Well, we already see, we are, let's, let's just talk about this real quick. See, a lot of us already knew that they built the a temple to Apollo. Well, no, there was already a temple of Apollo where they built the, the, uh, the location of CERN. So the CERN is like a 25 mile long, you know, particle collider or whatever. So there was a temple to Apollo there. But what we didn't know was that Jesus references a, a, a Christian, an early saint that was martyred 
and he happened to be martyred. Like the historical accounts say that this, this saint was martyred where Satan, well, Jesus says where Satan dwells. And it was, it was actually written down. You can look this up. You guys can do this, do this research yourself, do a web search on Antipas. Antipas from Antipas is mentioned in Revelation 2, uh, what is it, uh, 13? Revelation 2, 13, it mentions Antipas, where he was killed, where Satan dwells. And if you look this up, do a web search on Antipas, and there's and it's believed that the early Christian traditions that he was killed at the, the temple to Apollyon in Geneva, Switzerland, right where CERN's at where Satan dwells. And not only that, but he was burned in a bowl, a brazen bowl. And that is pretty awful. KJ, KJV question mark. Um, look up any translation. It says Antipas was killed where Satan's throne dwells or, or Satan dwells. You know, I don't, I don't think that's a translation thing. That's, that's where it says, but I mean, historical accounts say that he was killed there. So yeah. So I said, whether whether he was actually killed there or he wasn't, and he was killed in Pergamum, where obviously a lot of people believe that Satan dwells, is um, people believe he was killed there. And they still, they did they did build that, um, that CERN monument, whatever they're doing there, that portal, that science project, you know, that ritual, ritualistic project there. Oh, yeah, we can even talk about the Commonwealth Games for a minute. So the Commonwealth Games, so here, so here again, Here's a, here's a connection. I, I gosh, I got these are these are ones I always get. I remember, and then I'm like, why haven't I made a video on this yet? Okay, so the Commonwealth Games happened over the summer, and so what they had there was they had a woman riding a bull, and then they had a temple. They have a they had a Tower of Babel. So there you go. So the connections are very easy now. So you got you have a bull, you know, bull Tammuz, Sargon of of Akkad, Nimrod. You have a woman. And then you have a Tower of Babel. So the, so the connections are easy. And again, so now you have a connection between a bull and Apollo, which obviously most people don't associate Apollo with bulls, but there you go. It's all right there. Yeah, so like what, what is this about? But like I said, it makes sense too when you realize you go back to Exodus and what was the first idol they built? It was a, it was a golden calf. And like I said, you think about seed of the serpent you had the you had the young calf the bull you know so you had the young calf you got apollo apollo you have nimrod wild stuff wild stuff for sure but yeah so you guys what do you guys think about that i think it's pretty i think it's pretty crazy it's crazy because it's so it's so on the nose it's so true and it's like it's it's such the times we're living in this stuff is is being revealed and um and I said, wake up, wake up if you have not, because this stuff is, it, it could not be, these things could not be coincidences. Nobody believes in coincidence like that. Well, that's another thing. So yes, so a lot of people, what a lot of people believe is, you know, one of the ideas is that CERN is trying to basically find the building blocks of what makes things. Well, so again, same kind of message from the garden where it's like, we can be as gods. So they're trying to build, you know, they, they're trying to, learn how to create things like, like a creator, you know, so they have no need for a creator. You know, it's obviously folly. It's going to end in their ruin, clearly. 
Yeah. Well, people, you know, again, so people deny it. And again, that is actually more confirmation of the word because that's what the Bible says is going to happen. People will not be able to see. They will not have ears to ears to hear, eyes to see, even though it's plain. It's plain to us who, who are giving our lives over to Jesus. We don't fear these things. So we're not afraid to look. I mean, if you're if you're like you're afraid now, I mean, obviously, this is something that causes anxiety in people is is to know that the people who run this place, you know, again, the Bible talks about the devil being the ruler of this world. It's true. It's it's true. John says that Jesus says that, you know, Paul says that he's the one who's blinded. the, The God of this world has blinded them so they will not see the glory of Jesus Christ, who's the image of God. It's true. It's so true. But yeah, that was my big, um, that, that really blew me away. Yeah. Well, like I said, once you give your life to Jesus, I mean, to me, it's like, this increases your faith because you know, it's confirmation. All the other things are true. And I think that's the, that's the great part of it. The calm before the storm. That's a good way to put it. I think that we are, we are in, we have been in this kind of waiting period of like, what's going to happen. And again, I'll give it end times, uh, the end times headlines credit for this. They said, things are not falling apart. They're falling into place. Lots of these things are lining up where something could happen at this point. And then, then who knows what happens after that, but things are lining up. And I said, and, and I think about, you talk about in the book of Daniel, it talks about in the last days, knowledge will increase. So it's kind of like we've we've lived like it's like the veil is starting to be lifted from a lot of us. And we're starting to see the stuff that, like I said, that's been there all along. And so now that we can get together like tonight, like on these lives, I can, you know, people obviously, if you're not, you didn't see the beginning of this, you can look, you can look this up on YouTube. I'll probably I'll have it up by tomorrow at the latest. And um, yeah, but people are starting to see this and we're making the connections together. And like I said, I sometimes you think you got most of it down. And then like I said, I. I can't believe I didn't know that. I, I can't believe that I didn't know that about Apollo and CERN. But I mean, it's like, gosh, it's so, it makes so much sense. I mean, obviously just, it, it's, if anything, it kind of confirmed things we, we already believed. And I think that's what was so cool about it. And, um, but again, like really start to make the connections. Like I found interesting, if you guys haven't listened to Michael Heiser, he's pretty good. He, he's, he's, he's kind of helped me get, get in a lot of places where I'm starting to understand the more spiritual things in the Bible. I don't agree with him at, on every point, but I found it interesting was when he's saying the very beginning of the book of revelation. So again, remember the apostles, they're living in the time of Rome. They're not on, you think they're not familiar with the, the false gods of Rome. And so when, when they talk about Jesus saying the one who is, or was and is and is to come. And it's like, that is kind of a descriptor of Zeus. So it's kind of like right as the book starts, it's like, I'm the real God, not that pretender Zeus, not Satan, not Satan. Jesus was and is and is to come. And that's what he still is. He was and is and is to come. And so so right away, John goes right at Zeus. Jesus goes right at Zeus saying, this is, he's a pretender. The real God is coming back. And then, and then later they draw the line of Apollo being the god of the bottomless pit it's it's so clear you know those connections are not by accident they're not coincidences it's clear and it's it's still true the elite in this world still view their god as apollo and again 
I find it very interesting when you look at the, the rider on the white horse, the first horseman of the apocalypse is, is a, is a rider with a bow. And so Apollo has a bow. That's one of his symbols. And actually it's interesting. It says he, it says he has a crown and you think like a laurel wreath, the laurel wreath, like the, like the little kind of, you know, little, little lattice deal, whatever the little, little lettuce he's got on his, uh, between his ears, you know, that's like his little crown. And you think about like the victor. So he's given authority to conquer. And so it's like, that's what they would give to like people in the games. Like you're a winner, you're a conqueror, you're given that. So he's given authority to conquer. He's got a bow, he's got a crown. And then you realize that, that Apollo is the God of plagues. He shoots his plague tipped arrows. So he's the God of plagues. He's got a bow, you know? So think about that. Like, so, and really think about this. Like, so like our, our, our return in Christ, our return in Christ, is the is the rider on the right horse in Revelation 19. Jesus in his blood, his blood-dipped robe, coming back with the sword. He's coming back to fight. He's coming back to win for us. And then you realize the false, the false uh God, the false Antichrist is coming with his bow, and he's coming, he's gonna come looking like the, the savior of the world. And their God is the sun, the sun, Nimrod, they're thinking the sun, Apollo. He's coming back. So the first Antichrist is going to be the last Antichrist. And it's like you said, it, it makes so much sense when you start to see it all. What do I think of Julie Green Ministries? I think that she's um, a false prophet because she gets stuff wrong all the time. And I think that just because you're right some of the time, and, well, like I said, if you're wrong at all, you're, you're, not, you're not a prophet of God. You know, so I think more than anything, we could talk about this for a second. and. I don't know if anybody caught this. What I really see is like the, the, the what prophets, the, the real prophets of God did confirmed what God's word already said. They didn't go past it. They didn't say the things that weren't in there. They confirmed the things that were going to happen. So if anybody makes a prophecy, it better line up with the Bible says, and it better be right. And they better have the fruits of the spirit. And yeah, it's those, those kind of things. Those are, those are visions of her own mind or things that she wants to happen. And the things that probably enrich her, give her, get her, get her, get her money. You know, that's, that seems very typical of all this stuff, you know, <laughs> well, you're welcome, John. Yeah. I mean, and so, so speaking of false prophets, have you guys seen cool cats new video? My buddy, uh, Ricardo from uh, contend for faith contend for, contend for the faith, sent me this video and I tried to find it. Has anyone seen the new cool cat video that he claimed he was raptured and came back down to earth. Did anyone see that? Has anyone seen that? So cool cat, who we've all talked about said that the rapture was going to be what in June. Did he say it was going to be in July? Maybe he took July off, but he said it was going to be in August. Then he said it was going to be in September. And so somebody, so my buddy sent me a video. I guess he saved it. He must have deleted it off the internet. He sent a, he, he actually sent me this video where Cool Cat was like wearing white and he looked like he had like a turban on his head or something. Is that what he's saying? Okay. So he said that he was raptured with one minute left to go in September. And then he went up to heaven, I guess. So God could say he was right. And then he could, then he sent him back down to say that to, for everyone to be ready, ready for the big rapture. You saw it? 
what were the comments like in that? I mean, let's just say that was blasphemous. That was unserious. Put, put it this way. There is no preacher of rapture. But guess what? If there was a rapture, that guy's not getting raptured. That's not that guy's not getting raptured. That guy, that guy needs to repent. That guy needs to be marked. And I'm serious. Like I said, it's it's one thing to laugh at him. It's another thing to say this guy is spreading lies. He's making he's making the body of Christ look very, you know, he's he's not making us look good, but he doesn't represent us. That's the one thing to remember. He does not represent us. That is that is very, I mean, he might come back and say it was a joke. Do you joke about that kind of stuff? That is not a joke. That is not a joke. He's the kind of guy, and I said, I believe in a rapture. I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. So here's what you got. Here's what you have going on here is Jesus says that a wicked generation looks for signs and wonders. So this guy is looking for all kinds of signs that have nothing to do with the second coming. Because, because Paul tells you exactly what's going to happen before the second coming. Jesus says, when you see these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. He's talking about the things that I just he just told you. He just told you are going to happen. And so then you have all these other people looking into all kinds of like the feasts, the trumpets, the jubilees, all the other things. Well, guess what? There's, there's jubilees, there's feasts, there's all these things every year. You know, there's a jubilee every 50 years. Okay, so if we get to the new jubilee and there's no rapture, what happens? We, we can chill for the next 50 years? Obviously not, because God never told you to look for a jubilee. You know, God told you to look for these certain signs that are going to happen. And so what what's, uh, ends up happening is that people look for these things, and they're not looking for the things that God said to ha say happen. And so as things continue to get bad, and this guy's, and these people are putting their faith in Cool Cat, who's been wrong, and wrong again, and then wrong again. And then he's mocking you. He's mocking God. He's mocking us by, by doing that unserious thing. You know, obviously we know it's a lie. It's not a joke. And, and as he does that, people are losing their faith. You know, one day there's going to be real persecution. And the people who thought, I was supposed to be gone by now. Those people very well and probably will fall away. Put it this way. If you're listening to Cool Cat and you're not reading your Bible, you are going to fall away. All but the elect will be deceived. Think about, like I said, think about the, the, the seeds that fell among the rocks. You know, they sprouted up with joy. They received the message with joy, but they fell away with the cares of the world and persecution struck because they did not expect to suffer persecution because somebody told them that God would never allow them to be persecuted. God didn't say that. God actually said, expect to be. A servant is not greater than his master. You know, that's the whole thing. Well, see, there is trumpets. But we know it's the last trumpet. That's the point. I guess it's the point. Here's what's important. It's the last day. It's the last trump on the last day. You remember John chapter six, and I will raise him up on the last day. He tells him, he says three times, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's when, when Jesus raises up the dead first, the dead will rise first, and then he who are alive and remain will be caught up in the clouds. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, that is the end. The one who endures to the end will be saved. You know, so the, the, the person who's telling you to, to look for something else, we'll put it this way. 
I'm not saying that, that God couldn't come back on, on a Jubilee. I'm not saying he couldn't come back on. Ellie may shut up. <laughs> my, my dog's bad. Yeah. I'm not saying he couldn't come back and all, on all these things, but the truth of the matter is that it doesn't, it, that's not, that's not what he's looking for. You know what I mean? Like God doesn't need to, to line his things up with a Jubilee. What you really have to think about is like, so if, if only if only the father in heaven knows when the end is, and this is what I believe, is that because Jesus said, no man comes to the father unless the father unless the, unless it comes to me, unless the father draws him. Right. So the father draws people to Jesus. So at some point, the father says there's no one left to draw towards Jesus. Right. And this is when judgment's happening. Now, does that line up with a feast day? Does it line up with the new moon? Does it, does it line up with a, uh, a jubilee? I don't know. We don't know. God never said it did. You know, obviously we know there's trumpets, but obviously it could be something different. You got, you got to remember, too, like these these things that are these these traditions are, are shadows of th things to come. So obviously it's an example of what will come, but it doesn't say that it's going to happen like that. Also, also you remember the trumpets. Think about the seven trumpets, the seven days in uh, at, at Jericho. So in the last trumpet, the armies came in, right? The armies went rushing in. So think about that. Think that think the seventh trumpet is when the armies of heaven are coming down. Same thing. But again, but but more to the point again, if you guys, if, if anybody still follows Cool Cat, I mean, really, you gotta just. I mean, I rebuke him, mark him, tell people to stop listening to him. Tell people he doesn't represent us. Because like I said, you really have to, you really have to understand these things. And, and generally I'm not this strong at calling people out. But when I saw that, I, I mean, at one point I was like, I, it makes me mad. I mean, that, that makes me mad because you really realize what, what he's doing. Like I said, the things he's doing, he got, and he said, that guy should be begging for forgiveness, but he's not. He's mocking. He's calling people scoffers and mockers, and he's mocking. He was even like doing some kind of weird voice when he's talking about nobody knows the day or the hour. That scripture is for him because he's wrong constantly. It's so, like I said, it is. It's so unserious. And it really is troubling that somebody that is no fear of that. That guy needs to learn fear of the Lord. Because I said, that's the kind of guy who's going to be cut to pieces when God gets back, you know. He's not going to get left behind and worry about the Antichrist. He's going to get left behind and worry about Jesus with his sword because that guy needs to repent badly. And like I said, and I can't put that in more stronger ter terms than that because that is awful. But yeah, good. Yeah, block him, mark him, make sure people know. Hey, hey. But yeah. So that was another thing. So that I, I just got these, I, I got that sent to me right before I came on. But yeah, that's, that's a wild thing. Um, what else did I have to say? I had, I had something interesting to say, I thought. I don't know. I guess I got so many things running through my head these days that sometimes I, I get them a little mixed up. But that, for the most part, is what I wanted to talk about tonight was that, yeah, Apollo, the bottomless pit, and CERN. Wow. All together all together in, in a nice little bow. And um, yeah, guys, we're, we're really, we're really getting up to it now, aren't we? 
Yeah, fear of the Lord is the start of is, is is the start. It's the start of wisdom. Because if you realize what God is saying, you know you're going to you're going to be like, whoa, I better do what He says because He's not He's not He's not playing around. Ever think about speaking on Genesis? I, I actually I talked a good bit about Genesis. I talk about Genesis six a lot. I talked about uh, Joseph. Um, I talked about Abraham. Yeah. Angels say, have no fear. Well, not all angels are good. <laughs> that, not all angels are good. Remember that. God says, fear the Lord. You know, Jesus said, do not fear the one who can kill your body. Fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. I think that's uh, Matthew 10, 22. I might have that wrong. But yeah, that's an important verse. That's what Jesus said. So I'm going to go with Jesus and not some random angel because... Paul said, if an angel preaches a different gospel, let him be accursed. Basically saying, let him go to hell. And that's where some of them are going to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Fear the Lord. You know what? But, but John also, and here's the important thing, too. But John also said that perfect love casts out all fear. You know, so I think if you love perfectly, you won't be afraid. So there's a balance. Fallen don't have wings. Well, actually, we don't know that a lot of we don't know that all angels have wings, anyways. And it doesn't say that. I mean, actually, it actually talks about a cherub having wings, and and uh, and we and we know that the uh, or we believe that the serpent, the dragon, is a cherub. He's the anointed cherub in Ezekiel twenty-eight. But yeah, guys, um, that's kind of that was kind of what I had for tonight. If you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about, you can. Uh, you can rap for a minute. I just did a new. I see a new video about um, hocus pocus. Did you guys have you? Did you guys see my hocus pocus video? I felt like it did not get the run that it should because I thought it was. I had my. I got my nice tight, fifty-five second TikTok. I went. I tried to go quick. Tried to make it about some pop culture relevant. So I guess hocus pocus two's out. Don't go see it. But if you did, I want to find out if it was more evil than the first hocus pocus movie. Here's like so. So here's what the real original Hocus Pocus is about. Think about this. Okay. Okay. Great. You guys. You guys are great. You guys saw my video. Hopefully you shared it. Okay. So you have these three witches that somehow get resurrected by a virgin. Okay. So what? So why did it have to be a virgin child? Um, okay. You guys can draw your own conclusions on why this Disney movie has that it had to be a virgin on Halloween on a uh, full moon. And it was a black candle. Um, I think they called it. it was a, a black candle spell. So these three witches who did some kind of spell to be resurrected one day, they get resurrected on Halloween. And it's only one night only, unless. So it's only one night only, unless they can find a child to suck the life out of and then they can live forever. How about that? How about that? That is... That is your Hocus Pocus Disney movie. This, this movie about silly witches is about satanic witches because the, the, the spell that they got it from, they got the, where, with the book they got the spell from was literally a book that was, was it, it had a, had a one, all seeing eye on it. The book was literally alive. It was given them, it was given to them by the devil. It said there, it was given to them by the devil himself. 
Yeah, the devil himself gave it to him. It's bound with human, like it's bound with human flesh. The pages on it were written in blood. And it's literally got a, a spell in there to suck the life out of a child in order for them to live forever. Adrenochrome, anybody? So, they, so they, they're trying to take the life force out of a child to live forever. How about that? Yeah. My, have you guys seen Monsters, Inc.? Monsters, Inc. It's about the, you know, so their logo is an all-seeing eye. Again, okay, so, so think the M, and you got the all-seeing eye, right? And then it's about monsters who sneak into children's bedrooms through a portal, <laughs> through, through portals, scare children to death, basically. And that, and that, and whatever that does fills up their energy jars or whatever. There's their energy canisters. And it powers the cities of, of the monsters. How about that? How about that cute little movie? Isn't that interesting? So another movie about them using the fear of children in order to power their things, to live. And they're literally monsters coming through portals. You seen the theme here? And I believe now Disney owns, you know, Pixar. So that's a Disney property again. Yeah. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. They're coming through portals again. All these things. Yeah, the adrenochrome. I think um, if you guys seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, talks about Hunter S. Thompson, Illuminati weirdo. Talked about adrenochrome, where it came from. Yeah, it's... Well, once you start to connect the dots, Emily, they are... You can't... They, there's no end to it. I mean, they're like... These things, again, they're, they're not coincidences. I mean, it's just one of those things. You just can't even believe that people... That, that stuff's in your in a kid's movie and it's just like one day you just wake up and you're like wait was that movie about that too and you're like yeah it was because where else did it come from <laughs> but it, here's what you here's what you really need to know about hollywood these people are not that creative if you ever see a good if you ever see a good movie most of the time either they got it from a, a true event or they got they probably got that that garbage channel to them you know, that's the only thing is like you understand that these people have connections with demons. They uh, they rep all the uh, the 11 stuff, the Lester Crowley school of of manifestation, uh, you know, using words, symbols, math, art to change people's consciousness. These people are talking about Crowley. They're talking about his writing method. They're talking about, you know, writing songs. They're talking about music. They're talking about all the things they are talking about Donald Duck and his magic pentagram. We're talking about all the all the secret society stuff it's not it didn't they didn't get it they didn't get it from it because it doesn't work it does work it was interesting so me and my brother my brother and i were talking about this weekend was all the all the nines and elevens and things and he, and he brought up this and I, have you guys seen the movie the patriot it's interesting the patriot because we were just talking about how this country is not a christian nation and so the the very beginning of the, the movie the patriot uh was it Mel Gibson is making a rocking chair and he picks it up and he weighs it and he says nine pounds, 11 ounces. Perfect. Per what? Why would nine pounds, 11 ounces be perfect? Um, you guys know anything about nines and 11s? It's like, where, 
why does that, why does those numbers keep coming up? For one, these occultists are obsessed with these numbers. You know, is, is it necessarily related to the day 9-11? I mean, they might not, he might not be talking specifically about that, but obviously they believe that the nines and 11s have power, you know, have power. They're magic numbers, you know, magic numbers. Why, how are numbers magic? Math of magic. <laughs> that's, that's Donald Duck. Pretty crazy. But see, once you start to see these things, it's like, it's not, it's not coincidence. Jack Parsons. Yeah. It, that's Jack Parsons is actually an interesting person uh, to talk about because Jack Parsons had like no formal training in like basically uh, like rocket science. And somehow this guy was a big, a big guy in the space program. What he did have a good knowledge of was um, worshiping the sun, Satanism, all those things. And yeah, so Jack Parsons, and I haven't made this another, you guys, you guys can make this TikTok because I'm, because I might not ever make it, but Jack Parsons, if you guys have watched any of the um, the Marvel movies, you have Tony Stark's dad is named um, Howard Stark. And if you look at Howard Stark, he looks exactly like the real life Jack Parsons. So Jack Parsons, Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark. You know, he's just, he's got this tiny little mustache. He's like this 19, you know, 40s, 30s looking guy. He's like spitting image. Well, well, Jack Parsons' real name is Marvel. <laughs> his real name is he was born Marvel Parsons named after his dad but then his mom changed his name because his because uh his dad was a um a flanderer who was not a good guy but that's interesting so his name was Marvel and there you go another connection for you guys it's like is that a coincidence too that the real Jack Parsons Satanist rocket scientist loved comic books real name is Marvel and he happens to look like Tony Stark's dad. Coincidence? You guys know better. You guys know better now. You can't, like I said, yeah, Tesla. I've looked into that. Tesla is, so here's, here's all the things you see. It's like, so they talk about the pyramid, and you got three, six, and nine. They said Tesla was obsessed with these numbers. Tesla was some kind of genius that went crazy. Um, how do you think he went crazy? Uh, yeah, you know, Tesla knew some of these things. There's, like I said, probably because he was getting he was getting a little help from the other side, maybe from the portals that maybe from the portals, maybe from the entities in the bottomless pit. Crazy stuff. It's it's, it's all insane. Yeah, but like I said, once you start to see this stuff, it's it's it is everywhere. Yeah, guys, I don't know. This is definitely uh, put your faith in Jesus time because it's like this stuff, the, the enemy is out there. He's not, he's not shy about telling you where he's, that he's here. And these guys are getting, these, these people are getting more bold. Have I heard of uh, Jesse uh, Shitzbotar? I, I don't know. I, I would remember that name because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Tesla, I mean, what's an interesting movie, uh, and I probably need to rewatch it again. Have you guys seen uh, the movie The Prestige? And so, the, if you haven't seen The Prestige, it's that's that's actually probably got a lot of stuff in there. When you start to understand, like in the movie The Prestige, is you have two ma two magicians. You had um, Christian pa Christian Bale's character, and then you had uh, Hugh Jackman, right? So you have these two these two types of magicians. And Christian Bale had like a a body double. Well, not a body double. He had a twin brother. 
Oh, sorry. If you guys haven't seen it, ruin it. But anyways, and then he talked about another magician who basically, like, it's all about, it was all about illusion. And so, like, they weren't re really doing real magic. And so, but it was like, Hugh Jackman was more of the showman. Christian Bale actually had the better trick, but Hugh Jackman could sell it. He was good. And a lot of it was doing about doubles, you know, which is interesting. But then Hugh Jackman, he, he, he couldn't believe that Christian Bale's trick wasn't real. So he went to go look for real magic. And so he went to Nikolai Tesla. And I guess Tesla had some kind of a lab in, um, I think it was in Colorado. And you started to see some of the stuff that Tesla was doing. And it was some weird stuff. And they definitely hint like, like Tesla was doing real stuff, like the stuff he was doing. And he was kind of like hinting that it takes a toll on you. And it's like, um, that's actually what uh, the evil, uh, was it the evil uh, Dr. Strange, Sinister Strange. And then when, says, when he's talking about how it takes a toll on you and then he's got three eyes. Yeah. So it's like, what was Tesla getting into? I don't know. I think a lot of, well, put it this way. So Tesla, well, I, watching the men who built America, I've seen stuff about like Thomas Edison, not a good guy. They, it was strongly shown that Thomas had a Freemason, Freemason. Go look at the uh, General Electric building. That was one of my first evil building uh, videos I did. Look at the GE building in New York City. Satanic, super satanic. And that guy was like, you know, he was cutthroat. He was, like, he was like a lot of these other guys, like Rockefeller and these guys, secret society guys. He basically bankrupted people, you know, stole their ideas. Ben Franklin, another inventor, inventor who was not a good guy. You know, it's a very smart guy. Most of these guys are very smart, evil, very evil. And so obviously, you know, if you when you realize how evil like the guys like Thomas Edison kind of come off, well, then he like you would you might actually think like the, the Tesla because he was he, he looks like a sympathetic co character compared to uh, Thomas Edison. But I mean, he was. Yeah, it's obviously seems very, very clear that uh, that Tesla was was dabbling into the occult. Well, not dabbling. This guy was was two fists into the occult. So what did he, what what did he get into? I mean, they always talk about that Tesla is brilliant as he was. He died penniless, you know, alone. So what is it? What does it profit a man? He gains the whole world. He sells his soul. Obviously, he got some he got some real knowledge. I mean, just think of this. A lot of people love Tesla because, for one, hey, look, we, we all want to know more things, right? Knowledge, we think, in general is good. But get, remember, Apollo is the god of knowledge, right? He's the god of medicine, prophecy, music, art, all these good things, right? Light. So light, illumination, knowledge, right? That's good. Well, knowledge of what? You know, for what? You know, so he, so he gets these inventions. What does he do with them? Does he do anything for God with them? No, he does it for his own glory and his own power. Even if it's like for, you know, for a society, maybe for it's a, a perfect society, you know, a one world government, we all have one religion. <laughs> yeah, worshiping the devil, you know? So it's like, what is he doing with this thing? And again, it's like, yeah, to what end? To what end is this not? Again, you realize the devil lords knowledge over people. Knowledge is power. You know, so what did he have to do to get this knowledge? You know, you see what Jack, like 
Jack Parsons is a very, you know, is a probably a very good study because this guy really got in. Jack Parsons knew stuff that worked. I mean, obviously he knew stuff, you know, and, and, and you see, he, he is one of the most up, up front on what he did to get it. He worshiped the devil. Like I always, like I say in a lot of these videos, oh no, they worship the devil. But Jack Parsons definitely worshiped the devil. You know, probably the most evil version of him. This guy was doing ritualistic stuff, pentagrams, all the things. Yeah. When you, when you see that, when you see who he is, you see who he worshiped, you know, what did, you know, what, what, so what did Tesla do? We don't know. I mean, Tesla is kind of a mysterious, you know, character. But I would say that I, I want to watch that again. If you guys check that out, The Prestige, good movie. You know, good movie. I wouldn't say it's, it's not a godly movie. It's a good movie. Well, well done. Was it Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, very good actors. Um, and actually, interesting enough, David Bowie played uh, Tesla. Yeah, it was a good movie. That was, a, that was a very interesting movie. Very dark at the end. A dark movie. But of course it would be. But yeah, they do they do some hints that like Tesla wasn't doing science; he was doing magic. Um, yeah, and and I I found the interesting part about it was like the the strong connection of like these magicians and illusion. Just think about that. Like you think about a lot of stuff we see in society; it's it is sleight of hand. It's kind of like, and really, a lot of what magic is, it's like magic. It's only magic until somebody shows you how they did the trick. Alchemy, actually, correct, very correct. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. Like it's magic until I show you how to do the trick. Right. So think about that. So science is magic until I explain it to you. Just think about that. It's the same thing. Like, so if I, if I did, if I did a thing, you didn't know how I did it. You'd be like, that was magic. Right. If I explained to you how to do how I did it, then it would be just a trick, you know? Yeah. So then you, so that's what you really think about. It. It's like to the same it's the same thing, you know? So it's like illusions, however you do it. You know what, actually, and again, you go back into the, um, the Lester Crowley school of what magic is. Magic, all, the only thing magic was, was being able to change your consciousness. So if I could, if I, if I wrote you a song that you liked, if I, if I drew you a picture, painted you a picture, did something, and it made you feel a certain way, change your consciousness, change your mind, I've done magic. Now, if you start to think about that, and that's what they believe, well, there's a lot of magic out there. A lot of people spellbound. You know, the God of this world has blinded people, you know, based on changing their consciousness, changing their mind. But yeah, you really have to stay rooted in, into what's true. And obviously, as we go back into this, the Bible talks about the place where they're doing a science CERN, yeah, it's not science. It's ritual, it's magic, and it's literally for the king of the bottomless pit. Yeah, The Illusionist was also a solid movie, and I, I would say that was a little bit of a lesser one. That would have, that had Edward Norton in it. Yeah, that was interesting. That was, it's interesting how those movies come out at the same time, right? Because that movie came out within a year, or was it the same year? And all these movies where they had like Armageddon and Deep Impact and all these movies, it just so happens like these things just like hit and like in twos in these holidays. Obviously, it seems coordinated to do that stuff. And why? Because otherwise, why would why would you want to go head to head with these other movies? But 
I can't remember what I can't, I don't remember that one as well, but I would say that the, the interesting part about the, the prestige it had, yeah, it was, it's a Tesla in there. So, but yeah, so when you start to see what's going on in these days, it's like, really, that's the whole point. It's like, it's interesting as we finish up with that, just to talk about like what the Bible says over and over again, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived here. Here we go. Here we finish out with, with science, like, like scientists who are magicians, magicians who are illusionists. That's, that's the, that's the devil's game is he's trying to deceive you, you know, either way, and depending on what your heart is, it's magic, it's science, it's illusion, it's whatever, but ultimately it's a lie. It's always been a lie. And this is the truth. So put your faith in this. Like I said, that's the cool thing. That's one of the cool things I said. That's, and that's the best thing I can leave with tonight is the fact that we have more confirmation that the good book, God's holy word, is true. It's always been true. Confirmed to be true once again. And I say, if you guys, I guess you guys didn't see the beginning of this, Guys, go into, uh, I said, I'll try to, maybe I'll get this up tonight. CERN, Apollo, Sacrifice, Antipas, the Book of Revelation. Wow. All, all these connections. Yeah. Amen. Amen and amen. So put your faith in Jesus Christ because that's, see, that's Revelation 2 we're talking about. Revelation 19, coming back on the white horse. He's coming back to kill the antichrist oh yeah oh yeah so anyways i love you guys oh this is not fear-mongering man fear-mongering would be uh what what the elites do don't be afraid put your faith in jesus but don't don't fear the one who can kill your body fear the one who can destroy both body and soul and hell so put your faith in jesus and get victory in jesus christ man so anyways if you guys hadn't seen this video like i said before i before i go Hit the link tree, YouTube. Hey, follow me on Telegram. Telegram, we might, I, mean, I might even be chatting tonight about this on Telegram. Telegram, we've been having some more interesting discussions. I'm putting more videos up. Sometimes I put up videos that I probably couldn't put up on uh, on on my TikTok. So I'll try to I'll try to be more open and you know like be uh, available on there. But yeah, follow them. Hit the link tree. Follow me on Telegram, YouTube. Um, if you want to hear the audio version of, of what we talked about tonight, I'll put that on uh, all the all the podcast things. But yeah, everything's in the link tree. Yeah, my name. Yeah, at J, uh, JT follows JC on everything basically. Are oh, you guys welcome? Thanks for everybody who gave gifts. Um, but yeah, go to the link tree, follow all of the things, and I will try to get back on here maybe Wednesday night. But uh, yeah, love you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. Yikes. No, you probably weren't thinking that, were you? You're probably thinking, JT, that was a week.